This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month, we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode. What's up, 508 family? My name is Root, and I will be your host today in this episode of the 508 Podcast. I'm joined here by three lovely gentlemen. Lovely. Lovely. Wow. I'll take it. Lovely. Lovely. All right. You're so definitely winning us over. <laughs> we have J-Baby the fourth, a.k.a. Justin Davis, or? The doctor. Yes. The doctor Davis. Yes. Good to be here. Good to be here. And then we got King Deezy, Pastor Deezy. What up? What up? And... Oh. Bald and beautiful. Michael he's back, Tempe. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he he's back. Yeah. And, and he's, he's still bald. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, that here's the thing. You know, I was thinking about this podcast today, and I was, I was, I was, I was excited about it. Okay. So, I thought that maybe we go bald, beautiful, bodacious okay. today. So just for today, and we can kind of not bodybuilder. We can. Bodacious. Well, no, that's, that's not probably not, not where we're going. So. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. And as you guys can tell too, I didn't get the memo on the dark colors, so right. uh, we're just more fashionable. Purple, so. That's okay. Well, it's Easter weekend. I have an announcement, guys. Okay. I ate at a restaurant yesterday. <laughs> okay, I thought it was going very different. <laughs> I'm like, this is probably your last podcast, to be honest. <laughs> no, but oh. I'm really excited because they're like slowly but surely letting us mm. gather in groups and yep. restaurants opening back up. Thank and I got to sit at a restaurant outdoors, but I ate there. I ate some tacos, shrimp tacos. Mm, um, but it was bomb. <laughs> it was really good. But it was what? It was bomb. It was like really it's good. It's great. It's fantastic. How are you guys? Good. I uh, I have a reservation for Tuesday, so I'm looking forward to going? finally getting out. Uh, Italian place in Westboro. Little date night. Nice. Yeah, Is it'll it be our up? it'll be our uh, one year anniversary from our first date. Really? Yeah. Mind you, he's already married. He is already. Married. <laughs> what do you mean already? <laughs> you know, Just letting all the ladies know you're already married. There was some resentment there. I think. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, anyways, we wanted to, uh, yeah, we wanted to honor, listen, all of our audience. We've had so much response, and honestly, it's been a little overwhelming for mm-hmm. how amazing it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of comments. I've gotten personal DMs, Facebooks, uh, for all those that have been sharing these episodes, tagging us in them, uh, telling us how it's helped you. Thank you so much. Uh, when we started this adventure of, you know, launching a podcast, we had no idea what was going to be happening in our mm-hmm. culture. So we started, I believe, in January yep. uh, of this year. We launched the podcast, and it was really just because we felt like the Lord gave us this word of the year called Trailblazer. Mm-hmm. So to pioneer things and do things that nobody else is doing. And I really don't see many people in this space, especially in the church world. So we want to give you content, teaching, all this kind of stuff to be able to help you navigate your 20s. And again, the response has been overwhelming. So for all those that have been watching... Uh, viewing, listening on the actual podcast on iTunes, on YouTube. Love you guys so much. Thank you. Keep sending in those questions. We want to hear from you. We want to be able to answer questions that you have. Maybe an upcoming episode we'll just dedicate it to just frequently asked questions or things like that. So we want to honor you guys. Thank you again so much much. for making what it is. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. What are we talking about today? All right. So today we'll be talking about how to win over people, Mm. how to influence them, and how to maintain that 
um, how not to lose it. Love so it. Mm, one of my favorite topics. Absolutely. I love it. We love we talking about it. all things leadership here. We love talking about influencing people, winning them over. Mm -hmm. And so let's deep into let's dive deep into this discussion. Yeah, so we're gonna explain why this is important. Um, and we definitely believe that this can help you per help you personally, professionally, and spiritually mm -hmm. above all else. So mm -hmm. Justin, take it. Yeah, so uh, like I said, this topic is near and dear to my heart. Um, I actually brought a book with me, um, and I was telling them this. I'm kind of uh, ashamed because this is actually beaten up more than my Bible is. So if that uh, tells you something, <laughs> this is this is uh, probably the second best book on the planet behind the Bible, and it is one that has influenced my life greatly. It is by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Buy this book, read it, uh, study it. I, I try to read this once a year. Um, but uh, John Maxwell says that leadership is influence. So the definition of what leadership is, is influence. Um, you're either gaining influence or you're losing influence. Um, but you, you are not a leader if you are not influencing people. And you're influencing people all over the place totally. in every aspect of your life it's not just if you're a boss or and, and you have employees and you're influencing them but you're an, you influence your friends you influence your spouse or your partner um, you influence everybody you come in contact with in a positive way or a negative way That's right. and so today so we really want to break down um, how to gain influence how to maintain influence and how to not lose influence it's good there really is no neutral um, so you're saying you, true. you know, influence people for mm -hmm. good or for bad. There really is no middle line. It's yep. kind of like you're on water and there's a current. You're never staying the same. And so I think all of us need to be very intentional about the influence that we do have and to be constantly uh, working towards adding value to people and then growing personally in our own leadership. Mm -hmm. So I love it because, Rue, you said it. Um, I, think, I think the reason we should be learning how to win people, and what I mean by that is basically influencing people, uh, being a people mover, being a mover and a shaker. I love all those terms. But the reason we should do that is because it will help you personally. I think it will benefit you professionally. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I think more importantly than anything, it will benefit you spiritually. Let me talk about personally first. Um, I think if you learn how to win people, how you influence people, how you add value to people, mm -hmm. you will have the greatest relationships, mm -hmm. you will have some of the best friendships, there will be deep trust established, um, and I just think you can win because you learned how to have and how to be a good friend if you want good friends. That's what scripture teaches. Mm -hmm. You know, Learn how to be a good friend mm -hmm. before you have good friends. And to be honest, and let me just say this as a pastor of this community, um, I think if you're by yourself, to be completely honest with you, and I'm not trying to be offensive, I think it's your fault. Mm. I think 100% it is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so if you're lonely, let's let's make some adjustments. you got to ask yourself, why am I in this place? Why am I lonely? Mm -hmm. And how can I move forward and develop deeper relationships? That's why I think we've got to learn how to win people yeah, over. Completely. So maybe, agree. I don't know, Rue, Mike, what do you guys think? How do you personally win people over just be friends with you? What do you guys do? What are some just practical things? Yeah. What do you guys do? I think uh, when I think about you know influence in general, it's... In my perspective, it's it's intentionality on our end. It's like yeah. how can you be super intentional, mm -hmm. you know? And that's that's one thing that I've seen with with all of us is that there's an intentionality, and it's kind of funny. But um, recently, I declared that I was an extrovert. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, 
I was sitting at home. I, I knew the exact the identity. Moment. Finally, I literally. I, I remember I took some test. I maybe it was like the Myers Briggs or something like that. And then it said that I was an introvert. I'm like, huh? That's yeah. like an interesting like, thought. So I'm like, maybe I'm an introvert. So one day I was well, just this requires a little context. <laughs> yes. So so Mike's just declaring he's an extrovert. But what you don't know about this is as soon as that camera clicks stop. He's gone. I'm gone. Like, I'm he's out. home, dude. Dude, I'm out. Like, I but want. now it's different. He sent us a text the other day in a group chat. He's like, yo, what are we doing tonight? Are we going to party? I was like, so amazing. I was so confused. The first no. time it was the that we've ever seen Mike yeah. try to initiate here's, here's, the, here's what their issue is. Okay. <laughs> the major issue on their end. Okay. I'll just put it out there. Okay. I want to be, you know, good friends with them. Okay. I'm very intentional on my end. Okay. No, but seriously. I, I decided, it's, it's funny, but it was actually, when you go back to loneliness, I found that on most nights, I was in this place of like loneliness. But what I realized was, is that it was actually my own intentional um, decisions that I was making to stay home. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a protection piece. I was like, ah, if I'm, if I'm home, I'm protected. And so for me, it was like, I need to be more intentional good, about going back into okay. community. Mm-hmm. And that might be you too. You might be in this place where you're like, man, like I, you know, I, I, I used to like being around friends. I used to like being around community. And maybe you got hurt somewhere along the way, just like me. And I realized that, it's funny, I made a decision to be an extrovert. I made that decision because I realized that I was, my own intentionality was actually killing me. Wow. And my intentionality was to stay home. And now I have the greatest friends in the world, but... It's on the other side of Dude, making an intentional decision. Thank you for saying that about us. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jamie, I think, I think the intentionality is so key and it's so important. Uh, we shared one of these thoughts in our 10 Keys to Finding a Soulmate. By the way, go back and watch that video. It's so helpful. Uh, we shared one of these things, but you got to position yourself to find somebody. You can't just yeah. stay home 80% of the time and just expect God's going to float somebody and it's going to be a... If you're like a Jehovah's Witness, so what, you, yeah. right. so what are you trying to say? So I'm trying to say get out and about. Go, go, go <laughs> connect with people. Okay. Yeah. But genuinely, you got to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, put yourself in social environments where you can position yourself to find great friends and great community. Take a small risk. And, and here's what I mean by that. Take like a calculated risk. Show and reveal a little bit about who you are and see if you can trust that person with it. Uh, don't just be somebody that just verbally vomits your whole life, all your pain, dump all truck. your struggles. Don't be a dump truck and just be like, this is my whole story. Yeah, that, that, that takes time. It's good. But position yourself, go out and about, see some people, meet with some people that are not in your circle and watch your worldview, watch your friendships Mm -hmm. grow so, so much. Yeah, I think what you said about finding the right people, the right community is key because before I started getting involved here, I used to be kind of like Mike where I was very intentional about staying home and it was because I I thought or I assumed the identity of having a very uh, strong uh, social anxiety. Um, and so I just kind of assumed that I was introverted because I always dreaded going out and being around people because I would just get anxious. And I realized it was because I was around the wrong people and I was trying to become something that I wasn't. Wow. And so, so good, it wasn't, it, as soon as I got into the right relationships and the right community and around the right people, that melted away. Mm-hmm. Have not had a yeah. single yeah. instance or feeling of social anxiety. I'm like, Social butterfly now. Yeah. What was the first? What was your first? I was about to say this. I was about to say this story. So I had my my home open door policy. I mean, genuinely, we're probably going to invest in a revolving door in our front. So we had some people over. Justin came. He was new to the community. Sitting. And um, it was so funny because I'm I'm asking Justin. I'm asking Justin like, dude, you good? You having fun? And he's like, literally so stoked. He just. 
Dude, I looked across. Just the so road, and he, was just, he was lasered. And, and he's like, like dude, I'm. He was literally like, dude, I'm having Me? so much fun right now. <laughs> and I'm asking him, like, I, I literally go to my oh, wife so and I'm crazy. like, babe, he hates us. He, this is, he's not gonna last. But I, here's what I think I learned from that scenario. Although there might be discomfort. It doesn't mean there's not growth happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so for an extrovert like me or people that love to socialize and you see people that are not socializing or engaging the way you want them to engage, yeah. it doesn't mean things aren't happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. or That's even within them. Now Justin is not only just a part of our community, he's one of the leaders and one of the most extroverted people I know. Yeah. But it just requires a little bit of trust. It requires a little bit of getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And then that growth process mm-hmm. is so amazing. It's awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. So I think that's personal. Let me talk about professional for a little bit because I think all you guys have experienced professional growth because of your relational skills. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're talking about in this whole podcast in this episode mm-hmm. is having relational skills. So I think you can go further faster because of your emotional quotient, your EQ. But I think I just read this book called Relational Intelligence. Powerful, mm-hmm. amazing book by Darius Daniels, one of my favorite authors and speakers. But he just talks about how to have those relational skills to success, to have success in your relationships. Mm-hmm. It will propel you so fast. It yep. will get you promotions so quick yep. because you have those skills. What else would you guys say about that? Have you guys experienced, you know, uh, furthering in your careers because of your uh, ability to influence people? Yeah, I'll, I'll add something real quick. And you know, before I, I, I hop into the professional piece, I just wanted to share one brief story. Um, I remember when I was a senior in high school, I had a, uh, I had somebody in my life. I won't say where they were because you'd be able to know. But um, it was somebody that had a lot of influence over me. And I remember uh, in school, he taught one of my classes. And so during the class, what he would do is he would like publicly like embarrass me. And so it was like over and over and over and over again, I'd be embarrassed. And so I, when I look at like making a decision to be an extrovert and like, and we're even talking about influencing people and like winning people. So like I look back, like further back and you mentioned social anxiety and I was like, wow, like, now that you said that, that's the reason why I didn't want to be in community, because I had people that I trusted in my life mm-hmm. that basically took, he mm-hmm. took my, like my security as who I was, mm-hmm. and he embarrassed me publicly, and so I had so much social anxiety. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be yeah. in public anymore. Yeah. You know, if I'm in public, that equals pain, and and maybe that's you too. And I wanted to address that because if if you're in this place where maybe you're afraid to go out, you're afraid to make friends, and we're talking about influence. Influence is like when you're very confident. Right, it's like on the opposite side of social anxiety, and so maybe maybe the best next step for you is just to address that. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, mm. sound mind. Come on, bro. Amen. Power, love, sound mind, and so that's one thing that I had to battle through. And now we go to the professional life. I'm in sales, so it's like sales is influence. It's yeah. like I, all I do all day, I have, <laughs> dude. I have to influence. I have to influence people. And one thing uh, that I learned with the training in my company. Whoever is most certain, so in a, say if you're talking to somebody, if you are more certain that you can influence them or help them or serve them than they are about their maybe, you know, I don't feel good enough or maybe, you know, I, I have social anxiety. If you are certain enough, whoever has the most certainty will be able to influence mm-hmm. that other person. That's great. Bro. And That's I see good. that in my professional life. That's great. First of all, I want to honor you. Thank you for your vulnerability on that. Yeah. I think that would help a lot of people yeah. to address why you might feel that social anxiety. Because I really don't think that is God's intention for your life. Um, he designed you, wired you, your DNA. Our God, the Trinity in and of itself, is the model of relationship. Mm-hmm. There's three in one. 
Yeah. I think that's what God wants for you. So he wants community for you. Sure. So maybe we got to address some of those things. And then I also wanted to say, I'm pretty sure he was talking about me, and I'm sorry for shaming you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but but genuinely, I think there's there's something to be said about uh, learning how to win people professionally, and it will make you go further faster. Mm-hmm. But I think lastly and most importantly, the reason you are on this earth is not to further you know, your gospel, but God's. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we need to learn how to do this, is we're not here to make a dollar. You've heard me say this. We're here to make a difference. Mm-hmm. You're not here to make a dollar. You're here to make a difference. So we need to learn how to win people. Paul talks about this. I become all things to all men so mm-hmm. that I might win some. Mm-hmm. That's what we are trying to do, is we're trying to learn how to win people and influence them, really, for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's give some practical handles. Mm-hmm. How do we yeah. do that? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> when I was kind of going through and reading and, and studying and I, I tried to break down what is influence and how do we influence. Um, and so I have three, three A's of influence that I'd like to kind of walk through and unpack. Uh, first, you know, you, you want to acknowledge them as a person. Acknowledge, you like it. Acknowledge them as a person. You appreciate them as an individual and then you acquire their heart. So you acknowledge them as a person, you appreciate them as an individual, and you acquire their heart. But I think before before you actually start doing that, I think just biblically, how you approach every every um, relationship, every conversation, every interaction, you should always um, see Jesus in everybody Mm -hmm. you come in contact with. Mm -hmm. If you see Jesus in them before you interact with them, it makes everything easier. Come on. and so let's let's break down acknowledging uh, people as a person. So uh, very quickly, very easily, uh, something that I do practically is I try to sm- if I make eye contact with somebody, I try to smile. It's good. You just you just sh- you just show a smile, and you'll probably get a smile back. And you know, nine times out of ten, they're gonna smile, and it's going to brighten their day. I don't know if you've ever been walking down the, the street and you've ha- you've been having a bad day, and someone smiles at you. It always brightens <laughs> yeah, your day. Seriously, it's good. And then there's the, there's a power in the name. We've talked about the power of the name of Jesus, but there is a power in the name of an individual person. Mm-hmm. Um, people care about their name. It's the one. It's the one thing that everybody has on this the planet that is there. The love yeah. is their name. We do we do so much in our lives to uh, perpetuate our name, uh, to make our legacy great. Um, and most people will value their name greater than all other names on this world combined. Mm-hmm. Um, and so using somebody's name in a conversation, remembering their name goes so far. So I mean, true. I How many a, of us have forgotten the names of oh, people? And yeah. it's, you know, I think there's grace for it at times, yeah. but at some point it becomes insulting, mm-hmm. especially after relationships should be established. And, and I want to go back to the first one too, just about smiling. You know, we were, we were giving some coaching to some people recently. And, uh, you know, there are some people that, Honestly, they just, their countenance, their face, their aura, uh, it just looks like they don't want people. If you don't look approachable, nobody's going to approach you. Yeah. You know, something um, to, to honor her, something I tell Rue all the time is, Rue, put your eyebrows down. Come on. <laughs> she so when her eyebrows go up, listen to me, listen to me. How many times have I talked about you, uh, talking about this to you? Eyebrows I'm like, down. When I know Rue's upset is because these eyebrows go all the way up to her forehead. They just go... And I'm like, Rue, put your eyebrows down. <laughs> no, but genuinely, your face communicates a lot. So you know, the Bible talks about your countenance a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Bible actually says, I believe it's in Proverbs, it says your countenance reveals the condition of your soul. 
Yeah. And so uh, be approachable. Make sure your physical stature mm-hmm. showcases and communicates without saying something. I want to have a conversation mm-hmm. with you. Smile. Be be a person of laughter. Listen, yeah. I don't trust people that, that don't laugh. I really don't. Yeah. Because if you don't laugh, I love this principle. If you don't laugh, you don't last. And so it's really good for the soul. So smile, use a name. What else, Jake? So, I mean, I just have a story about using using uh, a name. I was uh, flying to Denver a couple years ago for uh, a work trip, and I'm walking onto the plane. And for any of you who have, have uh, ridden on a plane before, that interaction of when you hand your ticket to the person and then walk onto the plane is very quick. Um, and I made it I made it very intentional um, to to tell her or to tell her thank you and to say her name when she gave me my ticket back. We'll just say it was Linda. I said thank you, Linda. I hope you have a great day. And in that small five second window of handing her my ticket and walking onto the plane, she stopped me and said, "Where are you sitting?" Looked down at my ticket. And then immediately put me up in first class. Oh, dang. Just because I said thank you, I used her name, and I told her to have a good day. She definitely made her look. Don't even lie. Linda was like, dude, look at this. Was this pre or post Lori in your life? This this was two years ago, so it was definitely pre. You were definitely flirting, bro. There's no doubt. He just wanted him. He probably was like, thanks, Linda. But yeah, with the smile, totally, the same thing. That's and just smile. contact smile. That's just a example. It's, it's, just, it's brilliant, though. It really is. The power of a name. People want to hear their name said. If I'm at a restaurant and I see someone's name tag when they come to bring my food, thank you, Devin. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Rue. Uh, they just want to hear a name. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. And the next, and I think this this we can really unpack because I think this is extremely important for the the times that we're living in right now is you need to listen to what they have to say more than you need to speak. So good. People want to be heard, so, so let them speak. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys want to. Yeah, I think um, you got to listen to learn, not to respond. Mm-hmm. Just a different way of saying what you just said. That's good. Um, I think as a communicator, a lot of times, even in these conversations, I'm listening to Justin, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to say next? But I think you'll learn, and you'll know what to say next, and the right thing to say next if you're truly listening mm-hmm. in the first place. And this is what we see a lot in our culture today, especially online, through media, social media, mm-hmm. is people are not listening to learn. They're listening to respond and normally to disagree. And there's a whole different conversation in that. And at some point, we're going to do a podcast on this, on you know, the art of disagreement. I think it's a lost art today. But uh, I think it's so valuable. It's so important mm-hmm. to listen, to learn, not to respond. Yeah, and when, you, when we were talking about, uh, you were saying, see Jesus and everybody. That's, to be honest with you, as you've been talking, that's just really stuck with me. And when you talk about listening, it's like, you can't, and we're talking about influence, you can't influence somebody, one, without listening to them, but two, if you're judging that person, if there's judgment from your heart to their heart, you are not going to be able to influence them. That's like the root of it. Totally. So for you to influence anybody, that judgment, and and you look at the Bible, it's all over the Bible, right? Judge and ye be judged. So it's almost like you're judging yourself. So you're looking at this person and you want to influence them. You know, you, you want to be, you want to be in this place of like, I'm certain that I'm going to influence them, by the way, for Jesus. And that's the most important part. And it's not even with your words. Like I've seen in my own family. I, I don't know that I've said more than a few sentences to them about Jesus, honestly. But now we all go to church. Yeah. So it was like, it was a model. But I didn't judge their model of the world. I didn't come, I listened 
I listened, not even, not even to their words, but to their actions and what they wanted from me. And so the moment I stopped judging even my own family because of the way that their model of the world was built, then I started to influence them. Why? Because I wasn't judging them. So yeah. The judgment was gone so and then the influence could come in. So good. So the first one is acknowledge. Is acknowledge them as an individual. Second, let's go second. As a person, appreciate them as an individual. Um, and this kind of ties hand in hand with the listen is you want to make people feel important. Um, you know, in the book, Dale Carnegie uh, says, every man I meet is my superior in some way. Mm. And in that, I learned from them. Wow. That's you want word. to wow. make sure everybody is better at you at something and learn from them. Listen to them, make them feel important, learn from them. And in that as well, you need to have sustained interest actually sincere interest in what they're talking about. If I'm, if I'm listening to you and I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm, it's more of, I guess I'm hearing you. I have my ears open and I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm not actively listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this point of sustained interest is so important, especially in the church. And Rue, I think you do a great job of this with the girls. I don't know if you want to talk about any practical um, tips that you have on how you keep sustained interest? How do you reach out? How do you make sure that they're engaged, involved, and they actually understand that you truly care about them? Yeah, Yeah, I think um, everyone's a little different. Some people are more like, they just want time together where, you know, you meet up, you get coffee, and you just some people, they really just want to be listened to. So, like, they'll just talk and let you know what's going on, and then that just opens a door, like you're a friend, you're a good friend, Mm -hmm. I'm here for you, um, how can I help you if that's what they want? Um, but it's just, for me personally, it's like a, once I think about them, I have to reach out. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like a set schedule, like, okay, I'm going to text this person yeah. once a week, but it's, if I think about them, I reach out and just kind of ask how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the most important just to make sure like they're doing okay. And we read that, um, awesome book. It was way of the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, that taught me a ton. So the way they mentioned, like, know your flock. Mm. So it's just really knowing the condition of the people that, you know, you influence or that are surrounding you. Um, To me, that's probably the most important. Like, What's your love languages? uh, Touch and quality time. Where's that information on? I think that's in there. I'd say that sounds like you're really <laughs> well, passionate about it. somewhere in there. It's uh, there, too. I it's mean, like I can say for Anything me. but gifts, just don't buy me anything, <laughs> no, if anyone's sense. wondering. <laughs> this, again, is not a plug for a single day. Anyways, so I uh, I know for me personally, you know, words of affirmation is a big deal uh, to me. It's a love language. And I think it's a love language of a lot of great leaders. I think it's a love language of a lot of uh, men, especially. And so um, you want to win people, learn how to appreciate them. Do so well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not just saying a general compliment. It's being specific about it. Here's what I love about you. I love your character. I love the fact that you, you know, texted me. Uh, when I, when you knew I was hurting or you remember the date that there was something tragic that happened mm-hmm. and then you texted me and called me on that thing. That meant the world to me. Be specific about your appreciation. Your influence will skyrocket so fast. Yeah. So first we have acknowledge. Yep. Then we have appreciate. Then we appreciate that. Then we have. Yeah. So going just, just to t- tie that back in is one key that I hope everyone takes away from this and you just remember and, and, and just try to, to stew on it a little bit is everybody we all appreciate someone and like somebody who admires us. Mm-hmm. So admire people, listen to them, appreciate them, sustained interest, admire them. 
Mm-hmm. Can I just add something to that real quick? So with sales, when you're when you're looking to influence somebody, and we're talking about listening, we're talking about appreciating their world, acknowledging them, all these different things. I'm trained now, the 80-20 principle, I should be listening 80 percent of the time Mm -hmm. and think about that number like think about if you actually listen 80 percent of the time and when you're actually speaking you're not speaking to be heard you're speaking you ask questions Mm -hmm. i'm trying to ask questions the best leaders in the world the best influencers ask the best questions Mm -hmm. and so if you're looking to one understand somebody's world and in the world we're living in today Mm -hmm. the best thing that we can do is ask a good question what is what is a better and that could be something that you could ask in your life and we talked about a few weeks ago you know, how can I celebrate my life? How can I be more grateful? How can I love my person? Like, how could I, how could I love uh, my family better? How could I lead people better? Now that you're asking questions, what your mind is going to do is it's going to bring you somewhere. And so it's, it's important as we're influencing people, 80-20, you're listening, and use that and leverage questions to influence us. That's great, bro. That's great. So third, uh, third final item is acquire their heart. So once you've acknowledged them as a person, you've appreciated them as an individual, now you acquire their heart. Um, and I think one thing that is so key, and, and I've been really trying to get better at this, is being able to admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't admit when you're wrong, that relationship will never grow. Um, and I think admitting when you're wrong, when you are really wrong, doesn't break the relationship. It actually uh, reconciles it and brings it closer. So you have a better unity when, when the other person knows that you care about this relationship enough to take responsibility for a wrong that you you made. Um, I don't know if you guys have had any any instances like this, any any uh, examples. I mean, I had one just this week at work where um, I, I know you guys know I'm, I'm I'm a little eccentric in my thoughts. I tend to think a lot of things at the same time and just kind of throw them up and just want to kind of go and move forward. Um, and in doing that, I might've stepped on a couple toes because I have some big projects and some things and just, uh, some vision that I wanted to implement. And so I stepped on a couple toes and I didn't follow the right procedures around certain things when it comes to project management. Um, and so I had a couple of different business areas that were very mad, uh, because they were not consulted and it affected them. Um, and so Uh, I had a phone call with one of them and immediately, then the first thing I just wanted to say, you know what, I'm sorry. This is actually very hypocritical of me because I, when people don't consult me and my department for things that affect us, um, I get mad and I didn't do that. And I want to just start this conversation off by saying, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And I'm not going to be doing it again. And that builds influence. It does. It builds influence. And so when you, when you take ownership for a mistake Mm -hmm. immediately, and I know that from, from experience. I remember working with somebody. Um, oh, it, it healed the relationship. Yeah, it, 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 oh, there's okay. healing there. There's when you take ownership for something, the relationship your influence increases. You think it's different though. You think mm-hmm. it's like ah man, they'll think I'm like like dumb or oh, like they see yes. my humanity. Yeah. I made a mistake. It's the exact opposite. Your influence will immediately start. Like okay, I can trust this person because if he does or she does screw up, I can trust them to be to take ownership. Here's a principle: is this is uh, people are impressed by your gifts but they connect with your weaknesses. Mm. So when you share, I was wrong. I didn't do this right. I don't always do this right. I actually think you gain influence mm-hmm. as opposed to losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell some of the people on our team, especially especially when you're transparent, honest, uh, honest before anything comes out or happens, uh, you might have made a mistake, but you actually uh, gained so much influence with me because one, it tells me you trust me. Uh, two is I trust you because now I realize even when a mistake is made, 
you can still have good relationship and that's the priority not to hide your mistake or your sin. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's so healthy to be forward about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or find your heart. I think two people relate to you more if they see like, you, okay, you made a mistake, I make mistakes too. Mm-hmm. So that way, like you have more influence on someone that if they can relate to you and okay, I'm yeah. not perfect, I'm not always right, these are my flaws and mm-hmm. it just makes us human and then people want to connect with like someone that looks human and you know, it's achievable to be like that. Exactly. I don't know if you guys are like me, but when I hear the other people make mistakes, especially like people I look up to, it like, oh. yeah. <laughs> like I oh, am good. so happy uh-huh. yeah. to, to be honest. I, when I hear their wins, I'm like, dang, I suck. That's what they're like. <laughs> but when I see people make mistakes, a lot of times I'm like, thank God, it actually frees mm-hmm. me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think you got to be open with the fact that you make mistakes and that you have failed in some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it does not mean that you are a failure. My grandfather says it to me so all the time. Good. Failure uh, is an event and not a person. It's not so identity. Good. So go forward with that. Be yeah. be open about the things that you make mistakes about. Mm-hmm. So help. Can I just can I just touch on something on the other side? So now let's talk about forgiveness, because when you look at when you look at taking ownership, that's like okay, I screwed up mm-hmm. and I did something bad. But what happens when when somebody else does something bad to you? Mm-hmm. And maybe here's the thing. Here's the key part. Maybe it wasn't like maybe when you look at like your own life, you didn't deserve that. It was something that happened to you, but. For what reason? Like it was like it just maybe somebody hurt you, maybe somebody did. So I want to read a scripture. Mark eleven twenty five. It says, Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And so now let's talk about influence. If I have bitterness, and by the way, the root the root of anger and bitterness and all these different things, it's unforgiveness. And so if you see that boiling up in your life and you see this anger and like, oh man, I like I I hate, maybe you even don't like being around people. Maybe you have social anxiety and you're so mad at somebody who embarrassed you in public like I was. Mm-hmm. You know what I had to do? I had to forgive. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, my countenance, it didn't change until I did. Wow. And I saw recently, there was all these different things that I wrote down. It was, I, I forgave a lot of things toward God and toward myself and toward other people. And it was like three different categories. And I didn't realize how much ha- I had and. Uh, and no wonder why my countenance and why I didn't want to go out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, dude, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? Now I'm an extrovert because I decided to forgive. Look at that. Praise the living lamb. So, it's <laughs> so, so what are the three things? It's acknowledge. Acknowledge them as an individual or as a yeah. person. Appreciate, appreciate them as an individual. And acquire yeah. their heart. Yeah. Let me give a final thought and we'll conclude. And I'll pass it off to Rue. But uh, kind of a principle I abide by, especially when it comes to leadership. Uh, and I'm trying to get people on our team. We're trying to get people a part of our ministry or what we're trying to do in the mission that God has for our church. Mm-hmm. Is I have three things. Uh, heart, head, and then hands. Heart, head, hands. When you acquire their heart, meaning they genuinely appreciate mm-hmm. what you are doing for them or the fact that they care. I love the John Maxwell quote. People don't know how much, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. When there is genuine care, not care so that one day they can do something for you, but genuine care, well, then you capture their heart. When you capture their heart, then you speak to their mind. Give them wisdom, mm-hmm. principle, intellect. Help them navigate and connect some of the dots. Those are the best MCs in our church. The best MCs in our church are connecting the dots for people. This is why we do the worship transition. This is why we do worship the way yeah, we do. Good. This is why we sure. have the sermon the way we have it. And we talk about real life and have 
real life stories and practical solutions. It's connecting the dots for people. That's their mind. And then lastly, it would be their hands. Mm -hmm. When you have their heart and you have their head, you get their hands. Mm -hmm. And then you watch people do incredible things yeah. that they never thought they could do. The fact that you're watching this video, there's a team behind these cameras, and it's because they are, are fully involved into the mission of God, mm -hmm. because yeah. there's a heart behind it. They understand why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then now they're putting practice and they're putting so much work behind the scenes. You don't even realize how much work this takes, by the way. It's not just filming these episodes and then it's done. There is hours upon hours upon hours of editing, of setting up, and all this kind of stuff. And it's for you. And we realize that this is bigger than ourselves. And that's because we have the heart, we have the head, and then we get the hands. And that's why it's so important to win people. So good. Well, thank you guys for the conversation and for sharing all the knowledge you guys have. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and watching. We hope you got something out of this. Um, make sure if you haven't seen our last episodes that you tune into those too. But we'll be back with you guys shortly in the next upcoming episodes. Just don't forget, here at The 508, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from The 508 Podcast. If this episode helped or impacted you in any way, we would love for you to subscribe, leave us a like, rating, or review. Be sure to visit our website, The 508 Podcast, where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you have something you would like for us to talk about, we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel or messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. And until the next time, Remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.